Hey, did uh, uh, hey, everyone well, pick their pills? Well, uh, I did today, actually. Uh, I haven't yet. That's actually a good reminder, but I can't leave now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're trapped, trapped in the podcast You're space. trapped in the yeah. podcast now. The podcast zone. Welcome to the podcast zone. It's the podcast zone. Um, hey, hi everybody. Welcome to Transmission, uh, an anecdotal advice podcast with three trans women. Uh, I'm Molly, and we have Ashley here. Hello. Uh, and we have hey. Jules here. Uh, and I want to lead off by saying we're very sorry we didn't put out an episode last month. Things got busy in a way we maybe didn't expect but should have expected. Well, there was one busy, like, thing for me, which was like, okay, sure, we all knew about that. But then stuff just kept piling on. Yeah, things just keep happening, it turns out. When you live your life, it's just it just keeps coming is the fucked up part, mm-hmm. I think. It don't um, stop coming. Oh no, we can't do that. Nope. No. Uh <laughs> banning that. Um so we actually moved here in with me. Uh we're both in the same apartment in Seattle now. Everybody's safe and sound. Uh Julie had her boy over last month for a month. Uh so she we had uh relative radio silence from uh old this Julie. This is Lowe. my first podcast in over a month. Yeah. Is it really? Did you guys not do no, the podcast? No, uh slept in. <laughs> That's me being completely serious. God. Yeah. <laughs> and I know. No. It's it's a thing with I, that show. I, yeah, this is weird, because, like, this is the first podcast I've done in over a month, not the first thing of mine that's been recorded in the, over a month, because, yeah. Well, we did Pizza Party uh, last weekend, which was fun. Uh, we all do that, but that's not have anything to do with this. Julie, how was your visit? Was it, it good? It was really good. Uh, I've honestly been throwing this around a lot, but... I, yeah, pretty cemented in the opinion that that has been the best month of my life so far. Uh, that's a pretty solid month, then, I would guess. Well, that month also contained, like, a lot of other cool stuff, too. And then on either end of that month, uh, there was some cool stuff as well. So a lot happened on my end of things. Yeah, you had a very busy month. That's pretty personal, but pretty busy. Well, even, like, outside of... Uh, my partner visiting just I I got up to some stuff <laughs> okay okay well, I was on radio which is really weird for me to say yeah you were on oh Triple god J. Uh, I completely yeah Triple the show J was the hookup. there was some show I forget the hookup that's right you you did yeah, a radio I was thing. on a late night talk show on national radio yeah uh how was that how was that what was that Uh, like it was weird like i say weird mostly because oh you know we all record from our like own you know like uh home setups and stuff with snowball mics and such and then i was there and i was like oh oh oh, this is an actual studio like (laughs) oh we're doing real things now and i was answering like live texted in questions and it really was just oh right i'm live on radio yeah i bet that's a very different feel yeah i was freaking out the entire time but i don't sound like i am on the recording so yeah you can check that out no you sounded really good 
Yeah, so you can find that. Um, do you know which episode it was um, by chance? I can look it up. I'll probably mention it at the end anyway. So uh, I, I also okay. posted it on the Tumblr and also the Twitter too. Yeah. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, okay. you can check our accounts there. And then I was. Yeah. So dig through the archive. And I was also, I, I did a public speaking thing as well recently. Yeah, Julie, you've been and busy. And then I did another public speaking thing at a friend's university. So. Yeah, I know. And then, um, specifically, you did um, that queer stories yep. thing, right? Uh, that isn't up yet, but it'll probably be up, mm, like end of this month at the latest, from the sound of things. Okay, yeah, because they release that in podcast yep. form, right? Okay, then, rad. Uh, but there's like a yeah, delay. Yeah, and also uh, I've recorded my talk at uh, the university. It's very much just like, hey. Here's what my life has been like. This is what my life as a trans woman of color is like uh, in the past year or so, and all this cool stuff and such. So yeah, I'll probably put that up at some point too. Yeah, you definitely should. Yeah, like it. It really cemented last month. Like, oh right, I'm like ridiculously busy because I also had that along with university and work. Yeah, I was going to say, you're pursuing your fucking master's yep. right now, right? And so, also working um, a part-time job, so... You t- Julie Lowe, busiest girl in the world. Mm. Well, that's not maybe necessarily <laughs> true, but you're very busy. Yeah, yeah, extremely busy. And, and then, yeah, you include the fact that, oh, cool, I've got, like, my partner coming over from where he lives because we're in a long-distance relationship, and he's living here for a month, and now it's the case where, oh... Yeah, looks like next time he comes, it might be for either a year and or forever. So, cool. A year is basically forever. We thought that about a month, but you'd be surprised. So, a year is like, oh, that sounds like a long time. And then by the end of the year, we'll be like, wait, what? (laughs) Oh, listen, I did a month in Canada. It was not that long. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but... Yes, absolutely. It seems like it's much longer than it actually mm-hmm. ends up being. Oh, yeah. It sounds like you had a really good month. Yeah, all things considered, uh, I have zero complaints. Well, it, I'm very glad to hear it. Uh, Ashley. <laughs> oh, uh, it's been a pretty busy two months for you, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah, so you moved across the country. Did that. That was the easy part. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> Simple. Simple, yes. <laughs> easy, maybe not. Did almost die. Yeah, that was a thing. Was that on the on the dirt road? Yes. Yeah, you, uh, y'all made a decision there, didn't you? We made what I would classify as a bad decision. Yeah, because you guys could have stopped. And, and rather than, didn't. you know, just, like, stay, you know, arrive here at, like, midnight, we would arrived here at, like, in the morning when you were awake. Yeah, and I already had that day off because I thought you were arriving that day. Yeah, that would have been, like, a good day to arrive. <laughs> that would have been a really good lineup right there. Like just uh, to instead, do the thing we planned instead of just driving off into the plains with all these deer and dirt roads with 
no internet <laughs> yeah. connection, just hoping we're going the right way. Maybe shouldn't have taken the shortcut through the void. <laughs> it was the second most Kentucky Route Zero thing that I've ever done. Yeah, what's, what's the, the first most? Uh, the first most was driving through Ohio at the, like, very late at night, and all of the radio stations are, like, very Christian conservatives, like people giving sermons, but also horrible audio quality, and you're just driving past cornfields and signs that say hell is real, and that felt very Kentucky Route Zero. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem pretty Kentucky Route Zero, I will not lie to you. And speaking of video games, I also went to PAX. Yeah, it's been it's been a busy two months over here. And then also I got a job. Many things yeah. happened. Lots that's of stuff happened. That's a pretty cool happened. job. We uh, won't mention but it, it's... but that's a pretty cool job you got. Yeah, it's up to you if you want to talk about it, but it's pretty rad. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I wish it was starting sooner, because... Yeah. I, w- I want to just get in that mode. Right, yeah. Get, get in that earning mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear you. But uh, I'm, I'm glad you got it. It's all figured out there. Uh, and we're very glad that you made it here so you don't have to live there anymore. Yeah, that that's really the best part of this. And you dodged a hurricane. Yeah, uh, luckily everyone I know there is fine and house damage was minimum. Yeah, hopefully everybody down there is doing okay because that's real yeah. rough shit. It hasn't been like particularly busy for me. <laughs> I've just been doing the normal stuff. Uh, we moved. Uh, I did a little bit of pack stuff, but not a lot. Uh, I'm mostly trying to. Uh, I'm trying to learn how to take care of my mental health because I'm not very good at it. Uh, but that's been a lot of what the past month has been focused on. So maybe I'll get somewhere with that one day. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Mental health is hard to take care of, especially your own. Yeah, especially yeah. I got I got a lot of a lot of baggage uh, that needs to be checked uh-huh, and cleared. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's going to take a long time. Uh, and apparently it's also going to cost a lot of money. Uh, because therapy is hell. Uh, but it's also good for you. But also it's expensive. I just, please, God, somebody, stop this capitalism shit. One day. <laughs> it's one real, day. It's real bad. It's, it's, it's really bad. Um, anyway... Should we should we talk about what we actually came here to talk about today? I mean, we might as well. We sh- we probably should. Uh, we were going to talk a little bit. Go ahead, Julie. Oh, no, I was just going to make a joke about talking about Destiny Two, but never mind. Okay, well, I mean, you could go ahead and make that well, joke. Well, no, it's if you done want. now. It's fine. Don't worry. No, I mean, like we no, could go back no, to it. Molly, we can't. No, Mo- don't do this to me, Mo- Molly. So, so you oh. guys want to talk about Destiny Two? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, anyway, we came. What we actually, what we actually came here to talk about today, and we kind of decided on this particular topic um, a while ago. But then we weren't sure if we were going to do it, and then we ended up deciding that we should do it. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about like allies, allyship, what that's like, what it should be like, uh, and why people are not very good at it, frankly. And just to um, clarify for those who may not like be as familiar with that term as we are or others are. That just basically means when you're an ally to an oppressed minority, in our specific case, uh, LGBTQIA people, like, 
and specifically yeah. to us three, you know, trans women and queer trans women. Yes. Uh, yeah. So th- just, just being an ally is being a supporter basically. Um, but oftentimes that can end up going really wrong uh, for yep. whatever reason, because <sighs> paved with good intentions. There's a lot of reasons. Yes, the road is paved with good intentions. Uh, however, they get run over a lot of the time because they're on the road. Uh, I don't know where to start. Julie, do you know where to start? Do you want to do you want to lead off here? Because I know this was uh, something you wanted to talk about. It's too. mostly like I've I've talked with you in private about this a lot, Molly, of kind of having to be like, you know, Jokes, I'm studying to be a teacher, but also I find myself having to educate a lot of people, and that gets tiring. And yeah, yeah it's been the case where I've touched on this before about, you know, personally, I'm okay with like telling people about, like, hey, feel free to ask me questions because I'm happy to answer, and I genuinely am. But sometimes I feel like Without meaning to, people uh, take advantage of that a lot of the time. And that's been the primary thing for me, at least. And also, I guess I brought this topic especially as well because of all... How often we have to deal with social media bullshit, to be honest. Yeah, we have a lot of that. uh, Personally, uh, on my side of things here in Australia, at least, we currently have the same-sex marriage postal survey going on. And... Yeah, you guys have that whole situation happening right now. That is just a clusterfuck. I just read a story... I just read a story about the leading no guy, and that seems bad. So, to really condense that down, because this isn't the focus of it, that whole thing is... uh, We don't have marriage equality here. Uh, In the 90s... Uh, the, the Prime Minister at the time, John Howard, changed the Marriage Act to specifically involve a man and a woman. It previously did not gender anyone in the actual Marriage Act. Thanks, yeah. asshole. And then uh, a few years ago when Tony Abbott was Prime Minister, which, hell of a time, uh, he promised a plebiscite, which is essentially the people vote on it. And on paper, that's not a bad thing. But when... By allowing a plebiscite, you also allow for non-government organizations to run advertisements on, say, the no side of the argument. And that's horrible, because now you have to deal with television and posters everywhere telling you that, hmm, if you're in a same-sex relationship and you want to get married, nah, that's not cool. And, you know, uh, to be completely frank, fuck those people. And then yeah. that also... Because if with the plebiscite as well, you then allow time for talking heads and, frankly, time that should not be given to those people. And then that, that happened, and the plebiscite was turned down, and then our current Prime Minister, Malcolm Tobel, has decided to bring it about again. And I was like, okay, great, well, I guess we're doing it this time. But the thing was because they had already shut it down, they weren't allowed to actually, you know, bring up the funding for it using actual government funds. However, 
they found a loophole where they could use the emergency funding of 122-odd, you know, million dollars to do this by going through the Australian Bureau of Statistics so they can run it instead. So basically pay a middleman to run the plebiscite. What the fuck is wrong with your country? It was going to be the case where if a majority votes yes, that won't be binding. If a majority votes no, that will be binding. So essentially a no will just... Yeah, so then that was amended and now be, and then it went from a plebiscite, so like actually a vote to now just a survey. Even though multiple surveys of the decades have shown that more and more support has been increasing to the point where I think it's now like 60 to 70% of Australians, like they know 60 to 70% of Australians polled like are okay with same-sex marriage. So Yeah. This feels unnecessary. And also, they're relying on a postal survey because, frankly, it's really transparent. They know that the older conservative voters will actually use the post. Meanwhile, people our age don't really use the post. So... Right. And... It's it's a very focused survey, would it? Maybe right. shouldn't And be. then you have, you know, I'll just quickly mention the lead dude of the no side, basically, uh, Lyle Shelton. Yeah, um, he compared that... Children of queer couples, married or not, he compared them to the stolen generation of Aboriginal children during colonial times. Jesus Christ. As if, like, they would be suffering a tragedy. He also did this on a newscast, which had, I believe, at the time, on the air with him, two women presenters who were from Indigenous background. Good. He also, you know, supports Jesus great Christ. things like conversion therapy. So, yeah, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Everybody in the last the yeah. fucking level. So, this is basically a whole thing where, like, it's a survey. It won't do anything. And we still need Parliament to vote on it. It's gone to the point where even the Conservatives are, like, like several of them have been, hey, either we vote on this now because this is just, like, costing us money, or we're going to actually, like, defect to the other party because we're sick of this. I was going to say, you guys are spending like $122 million on and like, nothing? Yes, the emergency funding has always been vague because you can use emergency funding to, like, you know, build stadiums and parks and such. But that's usually because, you know, you need to build those things for the people during times of emergency. For a purpose. When those things need to be rebuilt. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... Oh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So, um, yeah. It's been reassuring to see a lot of the LGBTQIA community like come out and support this and activists really pushing push for this at the same time it's also been very tiring on social media with allies because I get it it's really cool but I I guess the thing that really sparked this for me like this is, is all stuff surrounding this but the thing that really sparked this was so Uber did a thing here in Australia for the same-sex marriage debate. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's how you know the story's gonna be good is when you lead off with Uber did a thing. the thing was, they have released now a ring you can buy from them, which they claim generates no profit for them. I don't care if that's true or not, to be honest, because it's simply the goal of that. So they produced a ring, which is like a black, simple ring, and it has literally like a gap in it. And it's basically, you know, hey, straight allies, you can wear this and promote that you want to close the gap in marriage equality. It's like, I, 
listen, I'm all for like, hey, buy a rainbow badge, show your support openly, like get a rainbow flag, even if you are not like, uh, if even if your household has no queer members in it, but to buy a ring from Uber that has no iconography associated with anybody from any gay lesbian community and to just post on like to be encouraged to post about it on social media to show that you want to close the gap it's like i just see these rings on facebook i'm like shut up just honestly stop it's just it's it's that whole fucking um god the clothespin thing yeah like the jacket what what was that thing called god Oh, it's like yeah, it's just a it's safety just pin, like a safety pin. Thank you. Yeah, I, like yeah. It, it, I no. remember at work, everyone was like wearing those, and like Ashley, why are you wearing one? And I'm like, because I don't think this actually helps, and it's already been co-opted by, you know, Nazis and. See, <laughs> that's the thing where it's like, oh, this company. This corporation has created an emblem for straight people to feel included, and I'm gonna be honest, like, that is actually the goal here. And now it's the case where I've had people ask me, oh, why don't you get one of those rings? No. No, I'm good. Because I'm not a straight ally, and I'm living this I'm every living fucking this life. day. I, I'm, I may be a bi woman in a het relationship, but I'm living this life still, because, god, the amount of people this affects... Yeah, that are close to me is mind-boggling, so I want them to be happy too. And God forbid, if anything did happen, if, you know, uh, this relationship broke up uh, or and I ended up in another same-sex relationship, yeah, I would want the option as well, so it still applies to me. Uh, it's just frustrating, yeah. and yeah, it, it gets really annoying. I feel like this may be a good uh, transition point to go to talking about allies. Yep. Yeah, okay, go on. Well, you know, just because we're talking about, you know, these things that uh, allies do to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Without actually really doing much. For instance, the clothespin thing. A lot of those people wouldn't use uh, my name. They wouldn't use my pronouns. But they would wear that clothespin and... It's because it doesn't actually mean anything. Right. It's it's just like a symbol that you can pretend that makes you feel good about yourself because you did a good thing. But in reality, you've done nothing except give Hobby Lobby like 70 cents for your fucking safety yep. pin. It's like the Live Strong bracelets. They don't... Oh, God. I Oh, man. Live oh, Strong, huh? That's a, yeah. that's a vivid flashback I just had. Go into the well. Like that was all, all my high school and middle school was about was like different variations of Livestrong bracelets. <laughs> I had yeah, I had a few for a while. But I was a very good ally, as you may recall. Yes, you're a very good ally. <laughs> it's, it reminds yeah. me of the fact that oh, yeah. like the Pink Ribbon Foundation you see during Breast Cancer Month and such, they actually they don't actually fund a lot of breast cancer research. They just. Take yeah, the, like Susan G. Komen just taking just all take that the fucking money. money. Like, and, it, yeah. and it's a way for that specifically is a way for corporations to like improve their image. Uh, yeah, like, like w- you know, like 
companies like the NFL, the WWE, or even military, you know, people will talk about how they are, you know, going pink for Susan G. Cohen and breast, you know, breast cancer awareness, but it, like you said, it doesn't actually, none of that money goes to it. It's just helping them, like, people, they help, they're hoping that people will see them and go, oh, they're not that bad. It's, it's just a PR campaign. And that's what it feels like for a lot of allies is that they're just doing PR for themselves. Like they want to have the appearance of you know helping out and doing good things, but in reality, it's it's a type of activism that isn't even activism. You just pretend like you're helping, and then you speak over everybody else around you because you have the thing. You're a good ally, and you know what the the good things to say and all that. And it's just it, it's so it, it just chokes the life out of you. It's like if it, I, it's just so frustrating, especially because a lot of the time it never really is. Like I said, you know, any iconography or symbology tied to our communities, it's just something they've made their own, which I get the mindset of, okay, they shouldn't co-opt our uh, symbols either. But at the same time, again, like it's a clothespin, it's a black ring with a gap in it. Like, what the fuck does that mean? And it's the misunderstanding of what raising awareness means. Because a lot of allies believe that, oh, raise awareness, just keep talking about it. Which, yeah, if you boil it down to its most general components, yes. But it's not just about that, because at this point now, in this day and age, there's enough awareness, I feel like, for the most basic stuff. People know... We're pretty much past the awareness At least stage. the awareness should be brought, like, more... Should bring more attention to systematic change, not just... These people exist! And this issue exists! Yeah, like, I'm... I'm, I'm pretty sure that people know that trans women and men exist yeah. now. But what they don't know is the amount of trans women and, you know, trans kids and non-binary kids who are homeless... Yep. Yeah, uh, the amount of death that especially trans women uh, experience mm-hmm. in their communities, uh, like those are the things that need to actually matter. But it's so much easier for whether it's a huge corporation or just someone on Twitter to, you know, put in an LGBT flag as part of your thing. Yeah, and not yeah, do just throw anything up the rainbow else. JPEG. Yeah, yeah. equality the, uh, club. My- Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My favorite one is everybody who uses, like, the fucking love wins hashtag when we're specifically talking about, like, uh, trans women using bathrooms. Uh, and it's just, uh, like, you guys are missing the entire fucking point of this conversation. You are you look like you're listening, but you're just kind of dazed off doing your own thing. You, It's just the lack of understanding there. Like... Being a trans woman has nothing to do with marriage or, like, having equality via marriage or love or what have you. We just kind of want to use the bathroom, mostly. That's like going to, like, a convention, a a research, like, conference about Alzheimer's wearing the pink ribbon. Like, what? Like, wait, hold on. That's not just... One to one ratio transferable. No, I'm helping. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, helping. It really just feels like, oh, I'm helping with a lot of people. And it's like, 
you're not. And then the second you tell them that you personally feel that they're not, it immediately becomes an argument. And you... Yeah, like, hey, maybe that's not appropriate for this particular conversation. And how yeah, dare you? Yeah, basically. And then, like you said, Ashley, they expect you to participate in it as well. Yeah, like, I don't think I've ever used the hashtag or phrase love wins. Yeah, never. I don't think I have no, either. No, why would I ever do that? Like, like, I was definitely very excited in America when that was passed. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and, you know, for personal reasons and also just for, you know, all of my friends. But also, it it was a, it was a moment of, like, I feel weird celebrating this, like, it's the peak. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because, like, we know it's not. Like, it's a good thing that happened, but at the same time, we all have to sit there like, this is literally just the beginning, and I don't think anybody else understands like, that. I, and I think a lot of cishet people cling to love wins mm-hmm. because they feel like that was like we did it like we helped you guys and why are you still complaining you can marry now yeah and it's like i i've started to think about it and how do i how i can explain to especially cis head allies and the way i've thought about it is so imagine like a human body like someone who's incredibly sick in multiple ways someone who is like who needs surgery who's uh like on their deathbed and then like one day you go oh hey your blood sugar's down and then celebrating that as if like you're cured like no like there's still all this other stuff to work on which is fixable slowly hopefully but you can't celebrate a significant but ultimately like one thing you can't just go okay yep that's it this is the first step we made and we don't need to walk anymore like no no we got a long 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 way to go and uh this ties into uh some of the stuff i heard um because i also went to the uh lesbian bi queer women's health conference 2017 here in sydney uh in july and a lot of the conversations also revolved around the fact that yeah, we need awareness about a lot of the, like, horrible stuff happening to us on a systematic level. But also I feel like for as much as cishet allies cling to, like, these really, like, landmark moments, like, like hey, same-sex marriage has been achieved in this country. Cool. They don't celebrate the other positive, like, stories. And they only focus on also the doom and gloom bullshit. Because... The yeah. amount of times, oh god, like, the second, and I hate saying his name, I, I, it's at the point where I actually hate saying his name, the second Trump brought up the whole trans members of military thing, oh boy, I got a lot of questions in person and on social media from people I knew, and th- them going like, yeah. oh, it's so horrible, look at this, and they bring up all the stuff that I already know, and I specifically, not avoid, but because I know it, I don't feel need to share it or revel in it. So I don't. Right. It's shit you don't want to think about because it's fucking at least horrible. Not every single day of my life. And this and then the second I bring up like, oh, hey, have you seen there's this really cool uh, play that was going on last month uh, about a non-binary kid played by a non-binary teenage actor? 
And the director and producers specifically mentioned, like, we don't want to pull, like, a Dallas Buyers Club or some bullshit. We want to, like, represent the people properly. And I bring that up and they go, oh, I had no clue about that. It's like, you you can't even bring up, like, the really cool stuff that's happening. Like, yeah, it, they, it just... The Doom is so much more important because... Well, the thing about it is that, like, if the Doom is happening, that means they can show their stuff. Yeah. Right? They can go out there and yell about it and feel better about it. There's already good stuff happening. There's nothing they can do with that. Yeah. Like, besides go and watch it from time to... Like, if it's a play, they can go watch it. But it's it doesn't have the same kind of, like, I feel like I'm supporting something, even though we need that money, yeah. folks. And... It's just frustrating. Give your local trans friend yeah. money. <laughs> just hand him a hundo. <laughs> just slide him a Benjamin. Just Listen, I'll take a 50. Yeah, just give me that yellow note. I'll take a 20. I'll take a fucking 20. I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's... God, yeah, anyway. I, I just hate social media now, and a large part of that is because of all this stuff going on, and... I, it's kind of like a pyramid system now. Like at the very top, yeah, I hate the system that has brought about all this, that has allowed this, and the people involved directly and indirectly, and the people complicit in it. But also, like right below that is, I really hate all the people who feel the need to inform me as if I wasn't already informed, or act like they're somehow just as involved or hurt by this fight and it's like no you're not well that's the thing even like at work where I'm talking I was talking to there's this he's an older gentleman an older white straight gentleman uh, who is a client at my work right now who like when the election happened I was like this is really bad like for me and for a lot of people and the other thing the other half of this is like people blowing it off right because this guy was like Eh, it's probably fine. Like, I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, it's, you know, nothing's happened yet. You don't have to worry. And it's like, dude, I'm going to start bunkering down for the storm that's about to come down because you're not affected by it and you literally do not understand how hard this is going to be for us for the next four yeah. years. Uh, I, I, the thing I always go back to is that after, like, the day afterwards, uh, it was my dad. And my dad is, most of the time, very good about this stuff. And so, like, I'm not saying that this is... Like, a failing on this, his part, I think this is more just showing the difference in thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, he sent me a thing which is like, we'll be able to make it through this, we made it through Reagan, and I just sent back, not all of us. Yeah, yeah like, a lot of people died under Reagan. Like, a lot. And specifically, dude, HIV... Yeah, specifically due to, like, government negligence and the inability to get things investigated and researched because they hate gay yeah, and people. also the demonization of that and anyone who could be tangentially related to it. Like, framing of HIV and AIDS as gay diseases yep. on a government level, which made it very easy for people to not worry about it. You know, the, the cis straight... Uh, allies to not worry about it and also for people to moralize it yep yeah of I mean, this is your punishment to, right yeah it's it's very easy for you know some people to turn that into 
some kind of like divine reckoning situation when no, like it's just I, I just watched disease. surviving a plague again recently, and so I'm like full like um sure. Yeah, it's just that's that's the thing. Like the ally, you know, you're an ally, but you actually don't know anything about what's happening, and you don't understand the situation, and you can't possibly understand the impact all of this stuff has on us every single day. And you don't want to listen it's to something us you about have it. To think about yeah, and you and you're dismissive. That's the number one thing is that you're just not listening. And I feel like we've covered this topic a lot, but it just keeps happening because, you know, it keeps happening on a day-to-day basis for all of us. Yeah, and it's the case where I feel a simple way is just... A simple way to, like, I guess, for lack of a better term, fix this is for allies to just reframe the way they share stuff. Like, for them to just basically say, instead of just blankly posting a shitty thing that happened on a government level that affects all of us or sharing, like, horrible statistics. It should be like, hey, fellow allies, we need to, like, fix this. Like, we need to actually do something. Yeah. And, or at the very least, like, show direct support for the people closest to us that are, are affected by this on some level. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's part of it. Like, we know, but nobody's listening to us, so we need you to help. Yeah. But you can't make the narrative about you. It It is, honestly, like, a tricky tightrope to balance. Because it, like, I see also the people will talk to me like, oh, I'm angry about this, too. It's like, okay. Like, okay, <laughs> yep. what are you doing? Like, all right. It's like, oh, I just want you to know. Oh, and I just wanted you to know. That I am also angry about the thing that affects your life. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, thanks. You have a lot more like swing, but what? sure. That's I get nice. It. I like, but I'm glad you told me in a Twitter mention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Christ. yeah. It's the thing where sometimes it just comes out of nowhere on social media. Like, oh man, I can't believe this happened. Like, well, I can. Or, oh, I'm so angry about this. Same. You've seen how angry I am about it. Why did you feel the need to tell me? Like, and sometimes our anger may show up as just like not as over the top angry as you're able to show it just because we're tired. Yeah, I think that's a big thing people forget is how exhausting this is. Like, if we are just, you know, posting a link to something with Welp, or if we are, while something very serious is happening, you know, we are tweeting about a video game or movie or comic we like, it usually doesn't mean that we don't know about the thing and that you need to tell us about the thing. It's usually because we heard about the thing and we need to take a break from it. Like, yeah. there's a reason why... After the past couple months, I've been like, hey, I just want to play some Destiny and just hang out with friends and just take care of myself and, like, just be with my support network and not have to confront all of this and deal with it on such a large scale. Right, like, I want to hang out inside and not worry about anything for, like, a yeah. day. 
Can you guys just let me do oh, that? Oh, I just remembered as well. Also, for all allies out there, and I'm lucky that I don't know many people who do this, but I know enough, and I've seen enough. When something good does happen from a structural point of view, when, like, a judge or a military, like, higher-up actually does something to support us and our community, you can say that's cool. Don't take it to the point of, like, calling them a hero or start doing the thing where, like, start describing world leaders like they're the Avengers or, like, this judge is, like, Khaleesi. It's like, no... Uh, yeah, it is so infuriating because on multiple levels, because A, alright, so I get that fictional stuff is a better way to get things across sometimes, but also, you know, like, let's not beat around the bush here. A lot of world leaders have been very complicit in uh, a lot of death and warmongering and militarization overseas in stuff that you don't know about so consider that point also i trump is not voldemort just shut up just stop like i read another book i already said that i don't like saying his name but it's not because of like oh i feel like i'm gonna bring him back from a dark curse or like invigorate his followers it's because i just have seen so much news revolving around him i don't care anymore and his name just, again, it exhausts me saying it. Also, yeah, right. like you said, Molly, like, expand your fictional knowledge. And also understand that a lot of that fiction, for various reasons, actually doesn't tackle the stuff, like, doesn't tackle the much deeper-rooted issues involved. And also... Yeah. Don't... Yo, those books are for kids. Uh, yeah, and... It, it's fine. You <laughs> fucking likes that stuff. Again, I like tokusatsu, which is definitely for children a lot of the time, but I at least can go, yeah, it's for kids, but it's fun, but it's still for kids. So, yeah, YA, YA fiction can be really cool sometimes. But listen, I love Steven Universe with all my, mm-hmm. my with all my heart. I will never call a, like, world leader, like, oh, uh, she's the Garnet or something. Yeah, That's exactly. bad. That's like, right. That, yeah. <laughs> and also... All of this, all of this bullshit, boy, does it ignore the actual heroes in our community who have fought and died for our rights and our right to fucking exist and live. Christ. Yep. Like, yeah, cool. Like, (laughs) ah. Yeah, like, they are people who are doing, like, uh, what is a very helpful act, but it is also the minimum of, like, human decency. Yeah. We have people out there who are fighting, risking their lives, and sometimes dying to convince those people to use the basic amount of human decency. Yeah. And I... Yeah, like, it really was. I just suddenly remembered the whole Khaleesi bullshit and the Avengers stuff. I was like, come on. I want to I want to die. In real life. And the amount of comparisons to Harry Potter. And I'm like, really, come on. Just anything else. Uh, I I was going to ask. But also stop. Yes, also stop. I was going to ask, because this is something that I encountered a lot at PAX, and it was interesting, and I eventually, like, ended up thinking a lot about it. Okay. Uh, What are your thoughts about people asking pronouns off the jump? 
Uh, I think that's fine. That, I feel, is context and individual dependent like anything else, but yeah, like... Yeah. I think... I think in general it's fine, but it can ve- it can very much be I think, shitty. like, if someone came up to me and said, oh, hi there, what are your pronouns? I'd be like, oh, okay. But if we were... I started, like, someone and I started a conversation, and then during it... Uh, either if someone else became involved or if they wanted to, like, ask, like, say, oh, I want to, like, talk about, that's a really good point you made, I want to tell someone else, uh, can I just quickly ask, like, what are your pronouns, just so I don't screw up? Like, that's fine. Like, that's a cool way to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because I definitely, I definitely had some of the former on that. I had a lot of people do the latter, which was very Mm -hmm. nice, actually. Like, when you're in a conversation with someone and someone just goes, hey, I just want to make sure. Yeah, (laughs) like it shows, okay, consideration, yeah. Yeah, like it, but uh, I've had some people do uh, the former, and it it feels like they're doing a woke version of, what's your gender? Yeah. Yeah. And... It's it's so complicated. And also, it feels like, on some level, a gender identity version of. So where are you from? God. And I had this conversation actually with my sister very briefly because it was one of those things where we're coming from different perspectives. Neither of us are going to agree with each other. I'm just going to shut this down quickly. But she was commenting on how she doesn't find that question offensive. Like, I don't either, but that's in a vacuum. <laughs> if It's usually right. the case of when people ask that, they're not just asking that. And I feel like that can be tied with the pronoun question as well, that when some people ask that, whether they realize it or not, subconsciously they're asking something else, and that something else can be a little troubling. Yeah. It's also the case when if someone asks for your pronouns, say, online, on, like, a public forum or whatever, where your profile is easily accessible and you have your pronouns in your profile, I'm just like, you couldn't have just checked. Yeah, you You, could have just looked. You could have just looked. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Do we have a lot more to say? Do we have anything we need to get to? No, I don't think so. Not as anybody. Like, I, th- I feel like I got it all out in regards to just how I feel about allies and what has now become ally culture. Yeah, it it has to be like do something for real. Show up to the rallies. Do something, or at least just be a friend. It is definitely something that, and again, like I don't know how much of this is just. Like, me, you know, becoming more of an out trans woman and, you know, like, how much more I'm just noticing, or if it did actually increase, probably a bit of both, but since the new administration came in, there seems to be a big up- like uptick of people going, uh, of trying to be the best ally they can be, but without actually trying to be helpful. Right. Uh, a lot of well, wo- yeah, well, you know, hashtag resistance, folks. Yeah, it's a lot just, of woke gamers out oh, there. Oh god, yeah, a lot just of really woke. <laughs> a lot of performative bullcrap that doesn't amount to anything yeah. on any level. Yep, it's just bad. It's just mm-hmm. bad. It's bad. It's all. It's bad. Yeah, just. I think we can all agree. 
um, I guess shout outs to those allies who are doing oh, a good job. Like, oh, yeah, and there are definitely people I know who are really great allies. Yes. Fucking yeah. bless you people for actually getting it and just, you know, it also comes down to just being chill. Like, yeah, just fucking relax. Like, the, like nine times out of, like, the majority of the time someone comes at me with that bullshit on Twitter or Tumblr. It is not someone I've ever talked to before. Right. Um, I do, I guess just kind of like a related story. I guess the other day, a couple weeks ago now, I got grilled by somebody at work about some bill in California about like people in senior homes, like transgender people in senior homes if people use the wrong pronoun for them, like, they will get fined or eventually go to jail uh, for continual harassment of that. Um, and I got fucking grilled about it recently. And, like, devil, just, hey, don't play devil's advocate oh, is yeah. another really great point I want to bring up. Because you're not helping anyone. Uh, you're really not doing he's, anything he's, good. It's the devil. Uh, there's you don't there's need no to, other half of the conversation to think of. You don't need to of. advocate for the devil. Like... <laughs> Like, the guy I was talking to, and this sucks, because I thought, like, he and I were chill before this. He starts going, well, what if eventually I don't, like, what if I don't believe in transgender? And then I, I was like, dude, you need to stop fucking talking. That is... You have to stop That is a hair's now. breath away from, but what if, like, a dying kid's wish on his last, on his deathbed was to say the <laughs> N-word? Like, no. Like, wh- yeah, wh- like just why stop. come up with the most... Why does this matter yeah, so like, much? Again, yeah, it's sort of the thing where it becomes the case for allies. Like, you know, you don't need to fight for the other side either as well. And, yeah, okay, quickly, because I didn't get it out at all, apparently. Also, don't <laughs> tell us to become friends or hug the people trying to kill us. No, fuck don't off. Don't tell us to hug the Nazis. Don't tell us to feel bad for the fascists. Don't tell us to pity the transphobes, the homophobes, or the other bigots. Just no. And also, don't don't imply that they are themselves transgender or homosexual or... Yep, yep. Like, the, yep, I know, yep, I get yep, it. Yep. it I, it's been in culture a lot. Like, oh, the joke, like, oh, conservative old white dude Tim, uh, who rallied against gay people is, is gay himself, ha, ha, ha. Like, no, yeah, but the... I, as someone who was homophobic and transphobic because of just the culture we live in, and then later came out as homosexual and transgender, and is still dealing with those earlier things, it's not everyone. It's not everyone, and also... It paints a really weird picture that you would start to assume that's, like, the underlying case for everyone. Like, I don't want to fucking see a jokey homoerotic bullshit between Trump and Putin, for example. Like, no, I don't want to see, oh, look at this picture of Malcolm Turnbull in a dress. Fuck off. Like, no. I... Like, why is this, like, why is this funny the, to you? Why yeah, is this the underlying joke? joke is still, oh, they're trans and or queer. Like, yeah, cool, great, thanks. Good good job there, buddy. Yeah, great job. It, all trans and queer people mm-hmm. are evil. I have never seen one of those things from a queer person. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, yeah weird. That's a good thing to bring up. All right, now I feel like I've gone out of my Fuck. system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, Ashley, do you have anything else you wanted to add before we move on to like any questions we have? Because we're actually running pretty hard here. Yeah, I have a few questions. I don't think they'll be that long. Cool. Okay, that's fine. But do you have anything else you want to add before we jump to them? Um, no. Um, uh, I I guess the only thing, and this is, I guess, probably would have been better at the front, but whatever. It was weird to go to PAX still. It's weird to go to PAX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Well, and as a queer person, because, and as a transgender woman, because there's still that knowledge, like, you get the book, and it's by the dude who said that all women have vaginas. Right. And, you know, like, that there's no reason for like you know it to label it as just a vagina rather than like you know a woman's genitals or something right but there are so many like i met so many great people from like gamer x or just so many great other uh lgbt people there and it's still something i'm trying to wrap my head around that like uh kind of confusion uh it was good it's good all right uh but anyway questions Questions. Questions. This is from Anonymous on Tumblr. Uh, I'm choosing to stay in the closet. I think you can understand. All I want to ask is, do you know any simple things to feel more feminine, whether in private or in public? Uh, that's something... Uh, for me, my number one thing is clothes, basically. Uh, but also, that's kind of a like a personal thing like you have to find what makes you feel most feminine i think especially if it's going to be something secret uh, a thing that may help is uh shaving of body hair yes yeah yeah that's a really subtle thing that lots of people won't actually notice yep. uh when i did it, the only person who ever noticed was another trans woman <laughs> <laughs> again we need some got that we need eagle some eye. secret mm-hmm. sign or handshake or something Shaving off all your arm hair. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Swimmers and trans girls, that's it. <laughs> and anyone who wants to shave their arm hair, listen. Yeah, it's, it's not, not a thing. thing. <laughs> I'm making. I'm doing goofs. It's you know, it's um, nail polish is the thing, but I also understand that that is over the line for some people. People notice nail polish much more than they notice body hair. Yes. I guess also play around with your... Uh, that's that's a thing like, I know. You know for if fact. you haven't already, grow out your hair a bit, play around with it. Um, that always feels nice. Like, having a ponytail for the first time was actually really nice. It's wild. Uh, but again, that's on a personal level. If you even want long hair in the first place... I- I'll say, I just recently cut my hair pretty short. It feels great. Yeah, no, that you rock nice. that look. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just... Small little things. Uh, if you are feeling brave enough for women's underwear. Yep. It's so comfy. Oh, oh it's, it's really comfy good. as hell. Oh, so and you don't even need to go for, like, lacy things. Just go for, like, boy shorts or something. Like, they're really good. Even the cotton just feels yeah. really nice. Just don't wear boxers. Pretty much. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to. Man, boxers suck. Sorry, I just... When my boyfriend's here, he was wearing them, I was like... Those look like they suck. Like, there's nothing, like, good about them. <laughs> Listen, I wore them. They're rough and bad, and they're not good. And then you trying to fit them in jeans? How did yeah, they do like, that? Yeah, like, when he did that, I was like, I, that's a magic trick you just did. Like, 
It's it's big shorts. <laughs> we are wearing shorts under shorts. It makes no sense. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? Like, yeah, all right. On like some level, like okay, yeah, you need it. You can't like overheat. You know, frankly, your groin. But at the same time, like, there's a better way than that, please. Like, <laughs> listen, that didn't prevent it. I'll tell you, it it just doesn't work that well. That isn't some meat onion shit. Don't wick away. <laughs> <laughs> this is our lead into our new sponsorship. No, no, if only, <laughs> if only we had that money. I want that. Hey, me undies, hit me up. Me undies, give money to your local trans girl. <laughs> they need it. <laughs> give undies to your give undies to your local trans girl. Thank you. Uh, uh, we would accept. We, we would love money in like mon- payment in money. But yeah, also but we if would you want to send us twenty dollars pairs yeah, of underwear, yes. that's tight. Oh, the, uh, that underwear is tight. Oh God! Next, next question. Next question. God. We need to move on. Anyway, uh, f- this is from our Gmail. Uh, this uh, the subject line is non-binary HRT. Uh, hi everyone. Sorry, this isn't related to the episode topic. I just thought I'd ask anyway. Pretty recently, like maybe a few months, I realized that I'm non-binary. Connecting it with a pl- into experience and feeling through my life, I makes a lot of sense. The question considering how, though the the question I'm considering now is whether HRT sounds like something for me. The two conflicting sides of my head are as follows. First, I definitely feel that the resulting version of my body is the one I would like the most, and it has been for a long time. But second, and on the other hand, if it were possible for me to do it i could live with how i uh am now without really any distress to speak of that's not to mention how the feel of social ramifications makes me worry about taking that step basically it's making me feel like i can't tell whether i really want this or would live and would live a better life with it or if the reason i'm re- hesitating is that it would turn out i'm just some dude that wants to live out a fetish i guess the third option that it's something i want but making the choice would turn out bad for me in the end i don't know I know this is ultimately something I have to decide by myself, but maybe hearing you talk about it would help me uh, think it through a bit. How do I reconcile these conflicting ideas in my head? Thanks, Anon Binary. Good, nice. That's yeah, a no, good name. That's with that really name at the end. That's... <laughs> um, I will say, like, the number one thing about HRT, you can always stop. That's, that is part one. Uh, if you are, I don't know, uh, what kind of body you have now, but if you start taking estrogen, the only thing that's really not reversible is the uh, breast development, I think. Yeah, is that right, and that guys? takes a while for it to get to, like, a really permanent stage. Yeah, so if you if you realize, like, maybe this isn't for me, you can stop pretty early, or even, like, a couple months in, and probably not have any noticeable uh, breasts if you don't want that. Otherwise, the other way around... Um, I, I don't know how quick testosterone works, um, but, you know, you'll get that facial hair, uh, I, I, and from what I understand, that does not really I go feel away. Like testosterone feels a lot more permanent and a lot quicker than estrogen, from what I've heard, um, especially in regards to voice, because what testosterone do- helps... Yeah, yeah, once your... Because it loosens your vocal cords. Once your voice drops, yeah, it drops. Yeah, because it's actually physically yeah. affecting your vocal cords... Uh, and that's not a thing you have to affect. It will just drop. So keep that in mind, uh, depending what your options are. This, 
Oh, this feels like a question from myself two or three years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I just yeah. want to say, don't feel like you're a person like trying to live at a fa- like a fetish. Yeah. Don't. It, you're not. Like, I assure you, you're if not. You're- or, or I can almost 100% guarantee yeah. you are not. Like, it, it's something that I think probably, I, I guess I can't speak for you too, but I definitely worried about. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, there's also surrounding stuff about, oh, you know, people are worried about, oh, because I find myself hot or I'm turned on by this, it's bad. No, like, people can be turned on by themselves. People can, people can feel good about themselves. Like, that's not a bad thing. I don't know why. Whoa, fucked up, Jules. I don't know why you're going to get those opinions <laughs> in here. Feeling good about yourself? What the fuck? <laughs> anyway. That's some bullshit. <laughs> Honestly, like you're, this person is saying how they, they believe that what they will, you know, the body that they will get at the, well, not the end, but you know, through HRT, is some is what they will feel best as. Mm-hmm. Like if you're safe, there's no reason not to pursue like the body that you think you want, and and like saying that you don't feel like incredible dysphoria that is not something that is a requirement yep um uh yeah uh my whole deal i don't want like surgery or anything i'm good i like (laughs) funnily enough the only like fault i have my body is just some weight stuff other than that yeah sure like the the thing i wanted from hrt most was honestly like Loss of facial hair, or you know, and also the breast growth. Everything else has been kind of like, all right, right, I'll take it because the positives vastly outweigh the negatives. Negatives, in my opinion. And well, yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I never thought about having super soft skin, oh, but starting estrogen's been pretty, it's pretty tight good, that. and it's pretty dang good. Also, there's a thing you're gonna reach, and. I don't say this as, like, an end-all be-all because I mostly say this as someone who's been through this. And it's the case where you say you're content right now. And that's honestly cool, really. But it's the thing where you have to reconcile with yourself is, is content good enough? Because I was content for a very long time, but that did it mean I was actually, like, happy with myself, with how I looked, with how I felt. And despite all, like, you know, the side effects and everything, I'm way happier as I am now. And that's just my own personal feelings, though. Uh, That's not for me to push on you that HRT is required and such. Because, yeah, you can be a trans person or non-binary person without needing that at all whatsoever. It's kind of bullshit that you know performative gender has and gender roles and such have kind of gone to the pervasive degree that we all feel the need to fit into these roles and we need hrt and surgery to fulfill that so yeah it that's a really murky and weird thing and i wish you all the best because yeah, like Molly said, if you feel safe, go for it. Like, it, you can stop at any point, and 
you have several months leeway before things become anything close to permanent in terms of body changes. But if you... Yeah, because I'll tell you, estrogen works pretty slow. And But if you already know and feel that the body you would get as a result of HRT or anything else would be your best fit, then I say go for it. And I also understand people have, like, qualms and fears and phobias about, like, medical stuff. I feel like a lot of the medical stuff for HRT is usually a bit overblown to some extent. Like, you still need to monitor that. You still need to get blood work done semi-regularly because, you know, you need to check on your liver, liver and such. But also, like, you can't really, like... The amount it will require for you to OD on HRT and suffer from that is wild. And as long as you consult a doctor beforehand, you'll be safe. Needles can be incredibly frightening for some people, but it's that thing of, are you willing to overcome that phobia to be the best you? And that's not to shame anyone who doesn't, but it's just something you should consider as well. Yeah. And... Yeah, it sucks that a lot of this is pathologized and there are gatekeepers in our way to have access, but if you're in a place where that's possible, yeah, again, go for it. And you being already content with yourself, I think, is a strength because it means that you won't be necessarily, like, uh, anxiety-ridden about the fact that you can't get immediate access to it straight away. So some yeah. Uh, I also no. That, go that's ahead, pretty, basically it. Yeah. Uh, I also want to note on the you being content with your body. Uh, I said that for a long time, and it slowly became not true because I realized I was just trying to avoid uh, any kind of change because mm-hmm. it's scary. Like it, it's it's straight up scary. So you'll just, be surprised. I want to. Yeah, you'll be surprised how good you end up feeling, and well. I don't want to say, again, say that to, like, as the be-all, end-all, but from my experience, I thought I was doing pretty good, and it turns out, no, I was not. Yeah. It, it's just, don't deny yourself something just because you're a little worried about what the outcome could be, uh, because, frankly, it seems like you can tell that you want this, uh, and, again, if you're safe, I am always going to be pro going for it. Especially so. if if you're not already happy and you don't see the body you have now as the best fit for you gender-wise or identity-wise, then yeah, like, I say go for it. And don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like, Ashley said, don't feel like you're just indulging a fetish. You should feel good about yourself. And you should do what requires that. Yeah. Whew. Okay. Uh, do we have more, Ashley? Uh, no, that's it. Cool. Do we have that oh, one from yes, the Twitter, guys? Oh, because, yeah, it, we it, it's weird. It didn't turn up in the Twitter notifications for the account. I can see. It's, it's yeah, in the Discord. So we'll just grab that. So this comes from at Pidmon on Twitter. Just woozily explained my name to my grandma, which included the phrase, After you died. Uh, and in parentheses, dreams, which I'm guessing they're implying that 
you know, not great extended family relationship. Um, and the question yeah. from there continues, how do you handle telling extended family? It's kind of like the same way you tell anybody else. It It's tough, but uh, it's, it, it's extended family's weird because not everybody has the same kind of situation with extended family because for my extended family, they were relatively close by for most of my life and that's not necessarily the case for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so it, it really just kind of depends on what your relationship is like with them. But it, for me, it wasn't too different than telling anybody else. I've had a weird time with extended family because... They live in Hong Kong, so a lot of them don't know about me. Um, yeah, I was going to say, a lot of them are not really into what you have also, going on, basically. Also, so, funny thing happened uh, the past couple weeks when I uploaded a picture on Facebook of my partner uh, being here, and I tagged my dad in one of them because we all went, went out to dinner and had a picture taken, because... Oh, so yeah, they all saw and it. they all saw, like, pictures of me and other stuff, and luckily... All the family members who are friends of my dad and did see those pictures were like, that's cool, as long as they're happy. As long as Jules is happy, that's cool. But I... Yeah. Which included my aunt, which I was surprised by, because she's, you know, frankly... I hesitate to say conservative, like, politically, but conservative in a lot of different other ways. But... Socially, Yeah, and she was surprisingly okay with it. Um, But she did directly warn my mom, who's... Uh, to provide context to her younger sister that my grandmother and uncle can't find out because she knows she's in a better position to know that they just wouldn't handle it nearly as well and it would just make me horrifically upset so yeah I've at least been mentally and emotionally preparing myself for that news so hearing that was like okay well at least I know now like now, now I, I know. know that yeah. okay I it sucks that my grandma will never get to meet the real me. Yeah. Um yeah. I basically went like not long after coming out there was a already planned trip to see most of my family who live in Ohio. And so I just basically went around telling everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be Different strokes for different folks. I yeah, for sure. There was at one point I was I had, like was going to tell my cousin, and me and my cousin had a very uh, close relationship growing up, um, and just eventually kind of not we're not as close just because you know we don't travel to Ohio all the time, right? Uh, and so I was going to tell her, and I was like, we're going to go like to you know like the like our local lake, and I'm going to tell her it's going to be this. I was, like, preparing myself emotionally. We're going to do, like, right in the morn- morning. And I uh, went to her and I was like, hey, uh, can we head down to the lake? I want to tell you something. And she's like, nah, I'm, I'm kind of good right here. I'm like, but, but <laughs> no. Like, I'm off. Shit. Like, I want to, you know, hang with, uh, you know, this person. And I was like, oh, I don't want to tell that person, so I'm just going to go now. God. Yeah, I think at some point... Uh, it- Cool. Yeah, and then I think just because of my own, I was like, "Well, I was like, I don't, I didn't want to go to the lake, but I was like, guess I'm gonna go to the lake by myself. Then bye." 
Bye. Yeah. It's like, I'm too awkward to just God. not go to the lake anymore, so I'm just going to go there and, like, sit there for five minutes. Oh, my God. Uh, it turned out that she had already heard from uh, someone else, which, also a great thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, family will find out. It will get around. Yep. Uh, I'm genuinely unsure if my dad's parents know. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion I wouldn't have gotten some of those savings bonds I did if they did. <laughs> uh, so, I, I don't know. We'll see, yeah. I guess. I'm at least glad that my uh, partner's parents both know and are way cool about it. So... They were super cool about it. You got you got a good situation yeah, on that I, side. God, that luck of the draw. Like, <laughs> good folks. Yeah, good, my right. my partner comes from good folks. Good. Um, I think we should probably wrap this yeah. episode up uh, here. Um, Ashley, where can we find you online? You can find me online at your librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, you can find, you know, podcasts like this one and other great ones at audioentropy.com. And you can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Ashley Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. We spent about an hour saying that, basically. So, yeah, like, you should do that. Yeah, that's this is this is the end of it. If you got you have to go give us money. Now. <laughs> uh, Julie, Julie, this where is can all we find you on? <laughs> Uh, you can find me online at uh, on Twitter at Gatsby Low. You can also find me on other audio entropy shows such as uh, the Dig- Digital Moncast, as well as let me tell you about Homestuck Earthsea Edition. Uh, what else? Yeah, uh, I guess this is the way where I can plug it. You can find me uh, also on Triple J's The Hookup for uh, one episode about us. Uh, they're discussing trans issues uh, at the end of July, so you can find that on iTunes. That's Triple J's The Hookup. You can also find me, uh, hopefully later this month, on Queer Stories, again on iTunes, one word, uh, where I told a story about all the different names I have, including a couple, not one particular one, though, from this podcast. <laughs> oh, you didn't bring that one up? Uh, I, I heavily considered mm. that, but I, but then I realized, oh, my parents are in the audience. I uh, should mm, go no. for it. Mm. I'll tell them. Okay, no, you're not invited to hear anymore. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I think that's it. Uh, okay, you can find me online at your friend Molly with a Y-E-R. Uh, you can find me at betgirl.tumblr.com. Uh, you can hear me on audioentropy.com and all those other shows that we already talked about. Uh, and over on uh, abnormalmapping.com where I'm doing the Amory score, uh, which is my dumb Cody and Cambria podcast. Uh, you can also find me at patreon.com slash Molly Reinbeck, which there's a link in my Twitter because my last name is impossible. Um, we should wrap up. Is there anything anybody else wants to get out there? Um, oh, I should do like the closing stuff. I uh, should go to audioentropy.com uh, and hit that donate button in the upper right hand corner to help us keep the hosting going, like keeping the website online and giving you all of this cool, cool podcast stuff. Um, if you do that, we'll love you forever. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating, review, subscribe, do all that. It helps our numbers. The numbers are good, and we need those numbers. Um, I think that's the stuff I want to mention. I don't think there's anything else. Feel free to send us questions. 
Um, we are on Twitter uh, at TM RadioCast. Um, you can send it to the Gmail address, which I'm looking up right now, <laughs> which is transmissionquestions at gmail.com. Uh, and I can't remember the Tumblr. Somebody help me, God. I'm pulling uh, it out. Let me get to it real quick. No, it's a race. All right. <laughs> Wait, where is it? Actually. Oh, Tumblr not, lo- Tumblr not loaded quick enough. <laughs> Shit. Okay, you can oh, find God, us on Tumblr. You can find us on Tumblr at transmissionradiopodcast.tumblr.com. And you can Excellent. also, if you want, find all of that at youcanjustbeyou.com. Yeah, easy link to our website, to our podcast, is youcanjustbeyou.com, uh, and that'll redirect you straight to us. Um, is there anything else wants to go over? Give all right, did I say words right? I don't think I did. Money. Give all of us your goddamn money, I don't have a Patreon yet. <laughs> Julie, you're just behind I've all the time. i got nothing to provide. <laughs> Julie makes no content. Mm. Julie contentless um, low. <laughs> All right, I gotta add that one to the list now. Okay, cool. Actually, it's Julie Low content. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right, cool. Fuck. All right, and now I'm leaving forever. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and do not forget that you can just be you. You can just be you. You can just be you. Hi, this is Julie Lowe of Transmission Radio, and I'm here with Brenda Appleton at the Lesbian, Bi, Queer Women's Health Conference 2017 here at Sydney. Hello, Brenda. It's lovely to meet you and have you with us. Thank you. Delighted to join you. Excellent. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are and what you do? Um, I am a woman. I am also a trans woman. I transitioned nearly 20 years ago. I live in Melbourne. And I'm retired, but I'm now heavily involved in working with and for LGBTI communities, and particularly trans and gender diverse. Excellent. And you're the chair of Transgender Victoria, that's correct, right? Yes, I've been involved with TGV for about 16, 17 years. I've been the chair for most of that time, and I'm currently chair. And we've seen massive change in that period of time and a huge increase in demand on our services. That's excellent. Uh, So what role does TGV play necessarily? I guess today our biggest role is around education and training. TGV does about 100 training sessions a year, mostly on a fee-for-service basis, mostly LGBTI training. So we've um, had an explosion of demand for training and education, and it's just been absolutely fantastic. It really has put us on a strong financial footing, and it's enabled us to um, make a huge difference in the community about the needs and differences of LGBTI people, and trying to have services provided to us that are much more inclusive than they've been in the past. 
that's really good to hear, uh, especially because I'm uh, during this conference you mentioned that we need more of, of a focus on success stories and not just the depressing statistics that we tend to be flooded with day to day. Certainly, and you know, the statistics are the reality, um, so we don't want to shy away from those. But I meet so many people in our community who are struggling to find where they fit, struggling to find what the future might mean for them. And I think we need to um, showcase champions, showcase those of us that have been able to be successful and provide hope for those coming behind. And we need to do it across different age groups. So in Victoria recently we had Georgie Stone, who's a young person, just turned 17, um, and Georgie is a great success and we need to show that for other young people. They could follow in her footsteps, make a success of their lives and be a huge influencer in terms of working with the community, working with society. Definitely, that's really encouraging to hear as well. And you would mentioned that the depressing statistics are unfortunately the reality, and but there is a balance to strike as well. You mentioned previously with me that those need to be required for negotiation. Yes, we certainly need to have a call to arms. We need medical providers, we need governments to be recognising the needs, special needs of our community and that we need some different plans, some different activities, some different levels of funding to particularly target trans and gender diverse people. Our mental health statistics are appalling. We have up to 48% of us attempt suicide at some stage. That's horrendous. And we know that within some communities it's even worse. So I know I do uh, have some contact with Toro, uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Island trans um, sister girls and brother boys. And for them, often suicide attempts exceed 60%. Awful. It really is. Well, I'm glad you're here to talk with us. This really means a lot. And uh, I just want to quickly grab your thoughts on the conference as a whole so far. I would love to see a more inclusive title. I don't like uh, the use of queer. When I grew up and through the 60s and 70s, to be queer was one of the worst things in the world. It Fair. was really a form of alienation. Mm -hmm. So I don't uh, immediately identify with queer. A lot of intersex people tell me they don't identify with queer either. Mm. So I guess we need to find a way of not having too long a title, uh, which is more inclusive for all people who want to be here. I think the forum's a great idea. I'm, I've been to the previous two in Melbourne, and I think it is a great way for us to t talk about different stories, to share our experiences. I was particularly interested this morning to learn much more about Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander issues and mental health issues. Oh, yes. And it enables us to provide some level of support if we're better informed about the particular issues of particular communities. Definitely. I think that's an excellent note to leave off on. Well, thank you very much again for joining us. No trouble at all. Glad to join you. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.
Hi everyone, this is Julie of Transmission Radio and I'm here with Ray Alfonso at the Lesbian Bi Queer Women's Health Conference 2017 here in Sydney. It's lovely to meet you and have you with us. Thank you. Uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are and what you do. Um, so I work at VAC um, in the care recovery, as a care recovery coordinator and I also um, do some project coordination. Um, I'm a particular interest in trans and gender diverse health, um, so that's what I was presenting on here at the conference. Excellent. Uh, so you mentioned VAC, so can you tell us a little bit about VAC itself? Yep, so historically the uh, VAC it used to be the Victorian AIDS Council, but we've rebranded to, I guess, reflect the fact that we're now, um, in addition to doing HIV education and advocacy work, mm-hmm. we're also providing services to the whole of the LGBTI community. Oh, excellent. Um, so, yeah, that's I guess that's where my, my work comes in. Oh, fair enough. That's also good. Um, so it's still primarily Victorian-based though, isn't it? Yes, yeah. Okay. I mean, we are a statewide service and Great. we do provide like training capacity building, mm-hmm. secondary consult and so on. Great. Um, and we definitely have, you know, consumers who travel from, you know, pretty far out of Melbourne to come and use our services. Yeah. Um, and we also have that country, so we provide some oh, regional okay. services too. That's great because, yeah. yeah, the common theme I've seen the conference is the issue of lack of services available to regional, rural Absolutely. and remote people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you've mentioned your role within VAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you've been involved with recently? Any events, projects specifically? Um, so I guess uh, what I was presenting on here is my recent um, project, which was a, initially a research project into trans and gender diverse inclusion into bed-based alcohol and drug services. So like, um, you know, rehabs and withdrawal units, detox units mm-hmm. and things like that, um, therapeutic communities and so on. And that, that really excites me. I mean, obviously there's a lot of work to be done mm-hmm. in that space. Um, so I did uh, interviewed clinicians, consumers, we did an online survey and then we developed some policy and practice guidelines that were recommendations and we've just, um, towards the end of the development of um, a training package that we'll be able to offer as well to external organisations to support them to become more inclusive. Great, they sound like that actually sounds amazing, the yeah. idea of an external package because mm-hmm. um, you definitely brought up the idea of uh, assertive inclusion which I really enjoyed, like that needs to be brought up more honestly. Absolutely. That you can't have assumed people will come without you saying anything uh, especially providers they need to advertise that more yeah. and make I it clear th- the trans and gender diverse community has been so historically excluded from services pathologized by services mm-hmm. not had access to services and even you know been traumatized by um, the way that they've been treated in service environments mm-hmm. um, so you know organizations I think have a responsibility to recognize that there's a bridges to be built and there's healing to be done and it is that assertive inclusion you know you can't just I think I said in my my presentation you can't just open the door yeah you have to go out the door and get the consumers and you know I can give an example from my own practice um, you know I, I'm lucky in that VAC supports me to do outreach work so when I'm first when a person is first referred to me if I couldn't do outreach if I couldn't go and meet them mm-hmm. where they if they feel comfortable, if they are expected to come in, sure. I reckon, you know, two-thirds of them probably just wouldn't show up. Exactly, yeah. And why should I expect them to, given yeah. that they have no... Why should they believe that they're going to be have a supportive and inclusive experience? Precisely, yeah. You did mm. uh, bring up research show that uh, if there is no assertive inclusion, people assume that there is no exactly. inclusion inherently. Yeah. And that's an unfortunate case I've seen, especially in Sydney, that yeah. there are some great providers that I go to, but they don't push that out there as much yeah. as they could. Yeah. I know there's pushback, but still it should be done more often. You're right, there is a responsibility on their yeah. part. Yeah, and that's how we get these consumers into these services. Excellent. Yeah. All right. And also just, I guess, finally, uh, any uh, particular thoughts on the conference as a whole? 
Um, I look, I'm still digesting. I think I was yeah. a bit distracted yesterday because I knew I had to present today. So a mm. bit of my mind was on that. But um, I mean, I'm really glad. Last year it was one day and this year it was two days. And I think that was a really good move. Okay. Um, I think the content's been really diverse and the networking opportunities are definitely very rich. So I'm really definitely. excited to see, considering this conference is only in its infancy, yep. I'm really excited to see, um, you know, what it's going to grow into. There was lots of really amazing, passionate um presenters and I think that a lot of our work overlaps yep. you know and that this conference will give us the opportunity to connect so that we can support each other definitely the intersectional values being exactly like, brought to the forefront mm -hmm. here have been excellent yeah. and it's great yeah with only this is the third year and yet hopefully many more years to come yeah great thank you so much my uh, pleasure Thanks it's been for lovely having, having you thank you so much all right I guess we can probably just end it there